This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. All righty. Welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. I got a hot show for you today. Got a returning guest. And uh, I don't know, without further ado, let's help me welcome Mr. Justin Wilmot back to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Justin, welcome back. Dude, thanks for having me, man. I'm stoked to be here, dude. Always like having, uh, hanging out with you. Right? Totally. And, and you know, and, and uh, I think at the end of every interview, I say, hey, let's do this again. And, and so yeah. few times do I ever get to do it again. So here we're doing it again. Yeah, man. Well, you're good people, dude, man. I like it. I like it. I used to listen to your podcast when I first started getting in the game, man, you and Sean. Nice. Yeah. That's, yeah. uh, yeah. Sean really, uh, he's kind of birthed a lot of us, right? Yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> yeah. the one who got me really excited about the, mm-hmm. it was, um, I w- cause I was in the middle of selling my book, my do over book. And I was, it was kind of half personal development, half my life story. And, uh, one of the ways I was looking at it, exploring it and selling and promoting that book was through uh, podcasts. I'd heard about it. So I started listening to podcasts and I found Sean Terry's podcast. And way back then, he had a podcast on uh, internet marketing with Nathan Jurowitz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. And um, I listened to them and I, they were really good together and really informative, really interesting. But they kept on talking about in their business, they were promoting and, and their real estate and everything. And I was like, one day I just kind of scratched my head like, well, that's what I do for a living. Why am I talking about this book thing when I could just be talking about real estate, what I'm doing every day? So that was kind of the yeah. introduction to this whole world for me was, was Sean Terry. And I was like, well, I should probably just try and talk about what I know about rather than yeah. some <laughs> other things up, you know. Noble concept. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, so here we are. And I uh, just saw you re- recently in, uh, in Tampa. Yeah, and man. We got to hang out for a little while. And um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so what does business look like for you today? Dude, What's that's awesome. yeah. Well, it was a good time hanging out in Tampa. Dude, business these days is I've really drawn back out of the fix and flip game. That was my main gig for like mm-hmm. the first like eight years in business. Actually, no, I started wholesaling, then I got the fix and flip, and then that was mm-hmm. my everything. And then, um, you know, for me, like, uh, my sto- uh, I don't know how if your listeners like know much of my story or anything, but dude, like, I, I ran myself dry because I was wearing the, the one baseball cap for everything. Uh-huh. And, uh, I just didn't have much of a, any real good guidance in that game, dude. So I was like, just ran myself to the grave, dude, found myself in the hospital, you know, like a, I was a professional amateur surfer for a long time. And like, just for me to be 24 years old in the hospital, like in an MRI machine, the doctor's like, what's wrong with you, dude? And I'm like, I don't know, uh, I guess because I'm working too hard. So I was working to like four in the morning nonstop. Mm-hmm. So I decided I had to make a change. And that's when I got um, into wholesaling. And then wholesaling was a lot of work for me. So now I've just created a new way to, to, to really virtual wholesale. Um, and my main thing now is, man, you know, I'm an educator. Um, I'm really heavy into it. I like it. And so I'm partnering with students for the most part. And then okay. uh, taking down the big fix and flip deals when I see them. Just sold my last one, though, and uh, uh, ended up taking a hit on that one. But, you know, that's, that's kind of that's where I'm at right now in life. And right. Good, man, I love it, dude. I enjoy, I enjoy doing what we're doing. And we do really well. And, it gives me that lifestyle back, that digital, I guess there's that term going out there now, digital nomad, 
right? Digital nomad, we're just running around. Um, and so that's my gig, dude. That's that's why I got into real estate. I didn't have that freedom, and now I do. So you know, sweet. Why'd you quit the? Uh, why'd you get out of the fix and flip part? You know, I know some people say that they're able to find a way to to really make it work um, mm-hmm. while still having a life. I got out of the fix and flip game because it, for me it was all or nothing. That's kind of like the way I am. So when I hit that brick wall, um, I was working seven days a week. Um, I had six fix and flips going on, you know, per, on average per month, and it was me and my mm-hmm. money guy. And so, like, I was the finder, the marketer, contractor, um, right. and, and of course, and then I was, I was like the sub, I was like VGC going out and get all the contractors. And you know how it is, man. They disappear, right? But they don't show up. Yeah. And problems. Yeah. And so, for me, I wasn't really, I don't know if I was going to say smart enough, but I wasn't conscious enough at the time to, like, continue to find a way to step back and have someone help me. It was mm-hmm. me. So, I ran myself straight to the ground. And, like, I, like when a contractor wouldn't come up, but I got to get a property listed on the MLS. I was mm-hmm. there until two in the morning, finishing the painting, finishing the softening, whatever the cabins, whatever had to be done, I would right. do. And then I have four more properties that had the same problem, dude. And I was like, when I was in that, I'll never forget this shit, man. I was in the MRI machine and I was like, this is not why I got in real estate. You know, I got in real estate for one purpose, man, for freedom, travel the world, surfing with my family. It's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I'm a tropical guy. It's like, I love warm water and surf. That's what I'm all about. And to not really do that, like, like honestly, like it was a joke. If I wanted to take even like four days off from my from that business, mm-hmm. it was a joke. Like it wasn't possible. Right. Plus my financial partners would be pissed. So I was like, I got to find something new. So I know some people like they find a way to get really good GCs or field or uh, you know uh, like just operational managers or on uh, field managers that help out. But I never really had any luck with that um, right. consistent luck anyway. So I just decided to start flipping the paper. You know, and so yep. now the only fix and flips I do, I have a, I have a saying: if it ain't on the water, I ain't doing it. So uh-huh. like, I only do stuff here on the islands. Like, more our offices right now where we are is we're on the beach, and then um, anything that's like here in Florida, we have a lot of saltwater canals, and we call that gold. We say, hey, you know, they're not making any more of it. So um, right. I do that, right? So um, those are the only deals that I'll ever do. I don't do any of the cookie cutter stuff anymore. Yeah, it's like the big secret behind fix and flips, right? Either you have to do it all of yourself, all by yourself, and you're working yourself to death. Yeah. Or you do the delegation, and you're working with a bunch of flakes and crooks. Totally. Right? Totally. And there's there's no real middle ground there, and it's just uh yeah. And there's just too many things that can go wrong. I was I always say real estate is safe. It's the people that are risky, right? Dude, I love that. Yeah, you can have it. You can borrow it. Well, I'm keeping that. <laughs> that's so. That is so true. You know. And then I got to the point where I was like, you know, I, I still had so many. I still had a, a, a good handful of deals going on where I made this mental choice. So I had to go to the transition, right, dude? You've been through transitions, I'm sure, in business mm-hmm. and life. And so I was going to the transition. And I was like, well, let me have somebody. So I did hire a GC to finish up like ten more deals, right? Mm-hmm. Eight more deals. And uh, dude, it was like. He was, he, the GC was making more money than I was. Yeah. You know, nice. and, uh, that kind of pissed me off, you know, you know, I can see one or two, but like at the end he was making, no, I'm not going to play, you know, you know, 15, 20 grand or whatever. It's not a bad day, but mm-hmm. when he's doing 35, you know, and yeah, <laughs> I'm like, and, and to make, I mean today, like six years after the fact, five, six years after the fact, I mean, I'm still licking wounds and paying debts from idiots way back then. From way back then. God, yeah. Gig, man. Have you ever had people, um, you ever pay up front and then have people disappear? Yes, mm-hmm. I have. Yes. Yeah. That exact thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think we all make that mistake at least once because we're so excited to do it. And right. And, and they're, they're a cool guy or a cool girl. And, you know, you guys are going to go conquer the world together and you're all in. You think you're on the same team until you're not. Until you're not. Dude, yes. uh, dude believe it or not, that didn't happen to me until like my like, I don't know, 80th deal. Right. But it was mm-hmm. a dock. We were putting a dock in on a somewhere canal property. And the guy had already done like four docks for me. Right. Mm-hmm. He goes, hey, man, because of this or that or whatever, he just smooth talked me. And, um, and this was a unique deal. It was a new partner, right? New financing partner. And so mm-hmm. I wanted everything to go smooth on this deal. And anyway, sweet talk to me. I trusted him. Kind of a cool guy. I thought anyway, uh, docs are expensive. We wanted 80% down. I gave him uh, like 20 grand and, uh, gone, gone. Yeah. I had, had uh, ops to his house, everything, you know, had a 40 unit in, in Memphis and I was living in Los Angeles at the time and, Sent over some money and uh, made a phone call. Nobody answered. Made another phone call. Nobody answered. Got on a plane and the office was closed. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so don't do that. <laughs> oh, oh my God, yeah. dude. You got on a plane and went there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was like, what's going on with my, my deal, you know? Yeah. But, uh, Gosh, yeah. Man. Yeah, well, so, we got so many more good stories that that uh, outweigh those, or else we wouldn't still be. Yeah, people are probably like, uh, right? <laughs> so, so those are the reality of, from real world real estate investors, which brings us back to why I do the wholesaling thing, and you know, just totally. flipping the paper right now, you know, until until that party's over, we'll see. But um, right now, it's just I'm a paper flipper, man. And so, and like I said, anything that has six figures, I'll take down. Of course, not always ends up being six figures, um, but. Right. Uh, that's my business. A lot of room for error, though, when you got when you're playing with six figures. So exactly, and that's what I've learned from problems like that. I was like, exactly. I, it used to be like I was like, well, if I can make forty five or fifty, this is a deal. That was like my number, right? And uh-huh. I'm like, no, 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 we don't do that no more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we plan on a hundred so we can make fifty. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. See, this is when I know I'm talking to somebody real because we can share these type of stories. Yeah. But uh, okay, so you figured it out. You're flipping paper and you're doing it virtually. Um, walk me through that. Um, how have you chosen your markets? Yeah, so hot markets, man. So for me, like I said, at one point I was partnering with people all over the place in like Southeast United States. I just brought it all back to Florida. Um, okay. So for me, Florida, but um, for right now, really, dude, well, I say that, but when I'm, I'm partnering with students too, so, and they're all over the place. So really, wherever I have boots on the ground, a person, um, mm-hmm. that's where I'll go. Uh-huh. And, and that's my mindset for everything right now. Like I'm all about partnerships and I'm all about, like I never want, hundred beasts of the pie because that means I'm doing all the work. And so um, whether it's my internal team or something we're doing or whether it's a partnership with a student, that's mm-hmm. that. All about. So yeah, wherever there's boots on the ground, I guess it's, it's probably it's, really. So see this again, <laughs> like this is a, a testament to that, that you've been there and done that because when people ask me, and this is a really common question. I hate it when people say, people ask me all the time. No, they really do ask me all the time. Like, how do you pick your markets, mm-hmm. right? How do you choose? What's the best cash flowing market in the country? And what do you do there? And that is like, it's wherever I got the best relationships. Wherever, yeah. Like I said, why aren't you, why aren't you, um, why aren't you uh, investing in Texas? Because I don't know anybody there. I don't know anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, so I think uh, a mediocre market, with great relationships will outperform the great market with no relationships. You should put that as a quote at the top of this podcast, man. All right. It's number two, right? That's the second one. Today. <laughs> no, but so, it's so true. I mean, yeah, the yeah. best market is where the best people are. Totally. Totally. And, and yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, you're, you sound like me, man. Like I've gotten to the point where in business where it's like, it's, I want as many people as involved as possible with a, 
it sounds like I'm lazy, but I'm not because it's just a form of expansion. I want as many people as involved, the little involvement as me as possible. So like, mm -hmm. that's where like, if I'm partnering with somebody and wherever they are, they're doing 80, 90% of the work. You know what I mean? I'm just running through it because of just the experience and the knowledge. And so right. knowledge. Yeah. So that's, that's people don't like, people don't like that answer. They, they, want, like they want you to say Toledo, Ohio, that's where the next boom is. Like they want, they want to know. And I was like, no, it's where your best relationships are. Yeah. Isn't that, that's a bummer, man. It's a bummer yeah. that it's and like that. Think, but, like, oh, I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to ask this question to somebody else. Yeah. I'm going to ask somebody else to give me the answer I want to hear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, sure, there's markets that, uh, I mean, maybe there's, there's markets that better rentals because the acquisition so low and the rent rate so high, like Jacksonville comes to mind. Jacksonville, Florida comes to mind. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like the fixing, flip game like the truth is like i always say there's no golden there's no yellow brick road is when people ask me that there's no ah, if you go here you will be a millionaire like that like that doesn't mm -hmm. exist you know so it comes down to the people man you know right it comes down so to the, the people yeah you know everybody thinks that uh, their market is saturated that their market is competitive right and it's easier in another market mm -hmm. um and, and there are a lot of people in real estate right now i mean it's hot there's a lot of money to be made here and you don't have to be that great at it you just have to be consistent i think and, and you can make some really good money for yourself yeah. but with that said like there's all different forms of, of marketing that we can do there's the digital there's the the relationship marketing there's the uh um, what do you call it? The the analog or the organic marketing with direct mail, stuff like that. What's really cutting through for you today and what's working marketing wise? Dude, sending off, call, like this sounds, this sounds archaic and you just called it. I've never heard that before. If you call it analog, um, mm -hmm. but dude, just sending uh, letters of uh, offers, one page offers, yep. just straight to the like, like for example, um, like we had a hurricane. Uh, we remember the hurricanes we had in Florida, right? And I use this example. Like every year? Yeah, like every year. Uh, but we unfortunately got hit back to back, especially on the island. So my point is like on the river, everybody got flooded out, right? So one of the first things I did when we got back into town, office got back up and running, um, internet back up. I don't know if we're on generator power or not. Anyway, we go to uh, uh, listsource.com and I just pulled a geographical map with everybody mm -hmm. that I know got flooded mm -hmm. and just sent a one-page offer with a couple of you know? nice. So my point is um, a little bit of franchise leads, a little bit of online but at the end of the day, when you step back and look, it's just going like organic, like analog. Um, now, I do combine that again with old school cold calls. Like, believe right. it or not, uh, uh, back in cold calls, you know? Yeah. Reason being is because I found a way to really auto, uh, I, I know that sounds like a cliche word, but autopilot, right? So mm -hmm. we have other people doing it that are freelancers. They work in-house for me exclusively, but they live in the Midwest, wherever it's called, flyway, flyover state. And uh, they just make a crap load of calls for, for me and my apprentices. Mm -hmm. So um, those are probably the three main strategies. I have not uh, uh, tapped into the Facebook. I know some guys um, say they're killing it with Facebook leads and ads and getting good leads that way. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I haven't really seen massive success with that. So. Right. No, it's, it's, it's funny that, uh, you know, we live on opposite sides of the country. We don't talk too much. Uh, we see each other maybe once or twice a year at an event. And, uh, you know, they're very similar stories, right? Because um, what I'm doing right now, my mail piece is I'm hand stuffing envelopes myself every single night mm -hmm. and I'm just mail merging offers. Mail merging offers. Yeah. Yep. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. People, yep. what's this? Well, because that's, that's the thing, man. Like, I, I feel like the more, the, these, I feel like people are smarter these days. I know that as we, as we become more professional marketers, we can kind of get tainted a little bit, but um, mm -hmm. 
I, I do try to step back. And at the end of the day, I've tested so many things. I'm sure you have as well. Compare the yellow letters, yellow handwritten postcards. At the end of the day, if you just be honest and direct and, and, and tell them, hey, I'm a local real estate investor with a cover letter, here's an offer. If by any chance this interests you at all, I'm all cash as is with no real estate agent. Yep. Those are the three things, right? And then they're going to be interested and they're going to tell you they'll piss up the rope. And so that's, that's the way it's the way it is, right? Yes. We're just, uh, we're just looking for the people to piss down the rope. That's a really bad analogy or metaphor. We're just, my point being is most people are going to say no. We're just looking yeah. for people to say yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Super. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, and then and I've changed the model a little bit too, where I'm not always trying to service like uh, I think you're still fixing flip, and I, you know, um, the last thing I want to do now is is um, wholesale houses for people like me, right? Because mm -hmm. now you and I, as wholesalers, we're forced to do the I don't want to say it's not impossible, but do mm -hmm. what's more rare, which is finding those gold nuggets, specifically in my markets, right? Right in Florida. Um, so now I'm just looking to serve landlords. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's our major focus. Um, that's what I continue to hammer down with my students and my apprentices and it's all they do. And we have mm -hmm. like a quota of how many landlords and a very specific type of landlord too, Matt. And uh, that's what we obtain. And then that's the person that we serve. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's been called many different things like uh, other guys call it like reverse wholesaling and all that stuff. And I swear to you, I'd never heard their stuff before I thought of it. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I do that too. So it's not a knockoff, but it's just a right. different way to wholesale. Right. And so I am reversing it. I am, Go only going after the neighborhoods and specifics of what my buyers buy. So, mm -hmm. dude, I got I got spots like even my own farm market, dude. Like, I I don't have big buyers list anymore. I just have small lists of real players that I've done 30, 40, 60 transactions with these guys. Right, mm -hmm. one of them, my best guy. Um, I've helped him build the company that he has now, and <laughs> I helped him recruit on private money, which I'm like kicking myself for. But um, I helped him, and he flips and holds across the country. Mm -hmm. And um, that guy, I know what he wants and like, we'll just go after that particular product with those mm -hmm. analog type of strategies. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So for me, it simplifies it, man. Like I'm not doing like absentee lists and I don't do broad lists at all. The only broad list I'll do is like an inherited list, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm getting super laser focused. I'm all in on the factor stacking, the list stacking. Mm -hmm. And just finding for people that uh, their motivation, the likelihood, even it's not a foolproof system, but right. you're just looking for all these factors that hopefully if they stack high enough, the, the likelihood of motivation is stronger there than anywhere else. And so totally. totally. Do you um do the do you do the inheritance list in Vegas at all or wherever? Yep. The inheritance list, good, good. And uh, a great source of, of probate list now too. So yeah. those are seem to be the, the best performing, but if you can find a probate property that's vacant and has a lien on it that's like gold that's right? the gold that, one see man that's the thing i've always you know i, I try i never try to back i've just never been had much luck with probate stuff and i think it's because i'm just at, at the core an impatient person mm -hmm. and i just feel like probate requires well it also depends on which state you're in because the probate process is going to work differently so if you're a, okay. a judicial or non-judicial ah uh, yeah yeah state yeah. right and so you got to look that up because i didn't do it in california but I'm, I'm having really good luck now in nevada so yeah 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 so, judicial in florida judicial in florida yeah so, judicial kind of can be tricky because I mean, yeah. you can win and the seller can agree to sell to you and then you go to court and someone is just sit, sit, sitting there waiting for the your court date and right. pays more than you and you did all the work to get it there right yeah <clears throat> yeah yep. that was kind of a pain in the butt 
So that's where I guess it's one of those strategies where it's like it pays off like tax liens, right? Like it pays off if you have the patience, like karate kid, yasan, ya, dine, right. yasan. I have the patience, like you fly with two picks, but I'm just like, ah, you know, do it now. Like my patience extends to like 180 days with a follow-up and after that, just delete it out the CRM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my right. And, for, and I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's a good strategy, but that's just sort of, everybody should do yeah, it. No, I mean, everyone has the, their own way of doing things. I don't, I mean, this. Yeah. I was yeah. talking to uh, uh, Zach, Zach Childress. Okay. He was on the show a little while back. And, uh, you know, he's right. He's, there's a million ways to make a million bucks in real estate. And they all work. You just got to choose work. one. Yep. Exactly. Right? That's the key. Dude, that's like the fourth bomb. They all work. You just got to choose one, right? You know, I should I should be recording this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, we're marketing. We're choosing our market. So you, you're – how you how you've created this uh, the the nomad lifestyle as you were talking about? Yeah, I just. So got what me. does that look like with regard? Are you choosing only markets where you have students or boots on the ground? Is that that's the key to your virtual business? Well, when it comes to the, when it comes to the partnering with students, that's it's not even my choice, right? It's like it, it's I only like I know this sounds like a sales thing. I'm sure everybody's ever heard like you know any mentorship and you gotta be you gotta apply and be approved. That's the God's right hand truth for me. Like. Yep. Like, so for me, it's, I don't know who, where they're going to be. And like right now, one of my partners, um, I'm not going to say his first name, Al, but him and his partner, he lives in Miami. His partner lives in Tel Aviv, Israel, right? Mm-hmm. And their um, uh, subject market is in Ohio. And so like, I only do that because of the people, because they're good people and I trust in them, right? right? And mm-hmm. so I said, okay, let's do it. So that market now ends up being Cleveland, Ohio. That's, it wasn't my call. I didn't go seek it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, oh, and then, and then for what it, for me, when I'm not doing that again, it's back, back here in Florida. Um, and that's, that's sort of how I determine where to go. Got it. Yeah. So when the deal, what, what's the part? Is it exclusively with your students that way? Or are you doing your own wholesaling outside of that? Oh yeah. I'll do my own. Um, and like I said, though, really like the six figure fix, the flips is where I really try to focus okay. on Got it. my own stuff. Great. Um, yeah. So what, what is the, what does your partnership look like? What, what are you contributing? Is it just mentorship so or it's whatever they'll put down. Right. Um, uh-huh. cause they're still going to pay me for the fee education. Uh, uh-huh. when I first got into this industry, I didn't know anything like everybody, right. You don't know, you only know what you know at the time. And uh-huh. I did this type of business model and from the jump, um, where I was like, uh, you know, the guy didn't have to, the money to pay. And I was like, Hey, let's just partner. And, and long story short, I didn't know what I was doing. No agreements, no attorney contracts, no, no, no nothing contractual, no subcontract, subcontracting contracts. And uh, I coached the guy for free, and then he just disappears. And he forgot to un, un I'll never forget this. He forgot to unfriend request me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, hitting him up. I'm like, "Where are you at?" Because we had I work, I, you know, we're working through a deal in the subject market. And I know that's you know, it's in escrow, and everything was on the up and up. And, whatever we had, we had one issue with a buyer and replace it with a new buyer. Anyway, it was really close. I was like, and I, so I had the feeling when he, when he ghosted me, you know, kind of had mm-hmm. a feeling what was going on and uh, sure as heck, man, posted on Facebook, big fat 36,000, 36, $34,000 check. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. half of that was supposed to be mine. And uh, I was green behind the ears. Didn't know any better. So people, yeah. so these days I make you pay, you pay for my mentorship. You pay for my guidance. And I don't just mentor people. I actually bring you in. That's what I call it. Apprentice. And so, that's why we're a real partner because my internal team mm-hmm. does, we do seller leads and buyer leads for you. But I tell everybody, 
all that is I show you my process and system. You listen to my cold callers. They can listen in through the call system. We use Bumber. But I do that just to teach them how to fish. I, I tell people, no, by no means you mean put your feet up, chill, and relax. you got to duplicate what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's my new model. Um, and then depending on what the balance is, that's, that's, that's what I take out of the deal. So I'll walk them through the deal. They pay me in it. They pay me in the beginning and I get paid in the end. Got it. They win. I win. Now I don't do whatever, what I've heard other people do where they stay involved with them for like a contraction amount of time. It's just whatever the dollar is that agreed upon is. I see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've actually to- had a client come to me that worked with me and uh, he was stuck in a, in a, I don't know if you heard of this. I'm not bashing. We're not saying names, but he was it's stuck in a three year contract with an educator. Um, and, uh, meaning, and, and it was, uh, where was it? It was filed at the courthouse, I think an affidavit, everything. And so whatever he did in his, in his market, they claimed, um, 50% of. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's pretty aggressive, but yeah. you know, like, like you experienced on the other end, you know, you do some work for free and you get burned there too. So totally burned. Yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know if there is a middle ground cause I've done a lot of free work. I'm, I'm a little bit of a softy and I'm a sucker for a, a sob right. story and I like to help people. I mean, that's, you know, that's one of the attractions to doing this. Right. But uh, not once, not once where I've like given somebody a scholarship, so to speak. Right. Have they done anything with it? And even the last person just said, but I'm going to be different. I was like, okay. And they weren't right. Oh, and uh, you a dog even, for time someone told you that. Yeah. Right. And I even went to, Back when we started the academy, you know, we had probably had some good success stories right out the gate with our students. And I thought this is going to be a great idea. I've got some marketing money. They don't have marketing money, but they've demonstrated that they can close a deal. So I'm just going to pay for their marketing and then we'll split the deal that way. And I did that with 10 people and only one of them ever actually did any deals. You're giving them too much. The other nine people, they just disappeared. And like today, if I were to do that all over again, it would be a program that I would, I would sell. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's yeah. other reasons I wouldn't do it. But uh, anybody listening right now, right, they probably know in their gut. They're like, yeah, you know what? If I give you like money, more money than I'm comfortable with, then I will take more action. Like if, if anybody listening, if you're honest yep. with yourself, you know that's the truth. Yep. You know the more you invest, the more action you'll take, period. Yep. So yep. I don't yep. deal with people that, are, that don't have that mindset. You know, a lot of, especially to these days, like I said, real estate's hot, everything's hot right now. And so like you and I, we don't have to work with people that don't think like that. Right. Like, so that's another great thing about the business. I only help people that I know are actually going to take action. You know, yep. you know they, they're like, they, they, they think like the, uh, when it comes to like people like us helping them there and they'll think some of the marketing might be like, you know, either cliche or, or just like a sales pitch. It's like, I, I honestly wholeheartedly reject just as many people, if not more people than I accept. Period. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and I don't mean, and it's tough, dude. You probably know this. If you reject people, that's really a tough thing to do. It's even worse because now they get upset, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to tell them, like, look, it's just because you're not ready in your life, period. You know, mm-hmm. just just do a little personal self-development. Let's grow a little bit as a person. Let's get ready for entrepreneurship. Come back. Let's partner and make some money together. So that's yeah. kind of where I'm at in life, man, is just like working with good people, both internally and the external partners and every I'm about like many people, many deals. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Let them yeah. 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 No, we've, yeah. sounds like we both had our experiences by yeah. so it's helping like, anybody. Was, right. Yeah, I think the original, the original question was how do we do that? So it's, it's the people oh, that yeah. <laughs> CRM, you know, um, the people, any CRM DocuSign, um, I use affidavits, power of attorneys, and corporate resolutions to give people mm-hmm. authority to close deals on my behalf. And, um, 
that's how I keep it keep it simple, man. There, I, I try to stay where there's a Wi-Fi, although um, uh, I just uh, spent pretty much the whole month of November cruising in the Caribbean, and um, it was very difficult to get Wi-Fi. So a few things broke broke in the pattern there. But right. Usually, I go to places where I have internet access. You know. Yeah, it's essential. Yeah. Are you holding anything? Um, I got this commercial building um, mm-hmm. and um, partners on a commercial deal. And uh, in, in uh, not Tampa, Fort Myers. I always think of Tampa when I think of Fort Myers mm-hmm. in Tampa. And uh, let's see, just sold three single families. So um, I'm kind of exited while the what do you call it, while, while while the price is hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, something really interesting. I was going to do a whole episode on this, and I still might, but it's just kind of coming up for me right now because I just got off the phone with a guy that's uh, really crushing. Um, oh, forgot the exact proper term senior assisted housing dude right we don't call them nursing homes anymore right. we don't call them facilities anymore right. it's senior assisted it's a very politically correct yes. area of of business but anyway um you know and, and he's just he's been doing really well the last few years with just that mm-hmm. and we were talking about um you know, my mom just passed away and, and she was like the, the first year of the baby boomers. So all the baby boomers are coming through and they're all reaching that season of life where that's going to be a normal everyday occurrence and more than our society has ever seen. Right. Yeah. And, and so that, that's also, so I'm, what I'm talking about is you can follow the demographics and yeah. you can kind of predict what's going to happen as far as any industry is concerned. I mean, whether yeah. it's baby food or Levi's jeans or the automobile industry, like that is the demographics come through. These bubbles of generations move through. It has an impact on commerce. And what's going on right now is, and I've been saying this for a decade, saying you need to watch the, the baby, or not the baby boomers, but the, the next one be the, the millennials. And then I guess there's Generation Z now or whatever it is. But yeah. each generation is a little bit bigger than the previous. And they're moving through and just like what you had said, uh, that's gold on, on the uh, canal because they're not making those properties anymore, right? right. There's only so much canal frontage. Yep. And that's really essentially the same thing with all housing. Mm-hmm. And the generations are getting so, or the people are continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And we're stuck with what we got as far as land goes and, and housing goes. And I just got back from a conference with, uh, with Mercedes in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And all of the big dogs were there. They can't buy enough. Really, they, they they just can't buy and hold enough because no. they see what's happening and and they're you know had all this massive success and they say it's just going to get better and better and better. So you got to hold, Justin. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah, you yeah. got to start holding. And 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 and, uh, and I'm in Florida, so uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that seed's been planted. You know, the first, of course, I've always heard about. I, like I've always, it's always been on my radar. The senior, mm-hmm. what are we going to call it? Senior living facility. Right. That's mm-hmm. to be politically correct. Right. So. Yeah. No, I can't use the, the word facility. Oh, so that's housing. correct. So senior live. Yeah. Um, the first time it ever hit my radar was the very first lease option deal. Or no, I'm sorry. Subject to deal mm-hmm. that I've ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did that deal. There's an Italian guy, two, two Italian guys, because I didn't know it at the time I put it in a contract, but it was zoned for senior, like the senior living, uh, not facility, senior living type of area. Mm-hmm. And there was multiple houses in that neighborhood. And so, they started educating me on why they wanted it so bad because there was some hoops to go through and they kept going and going and going. I thought the deal was dead, but they wanted it bad. And they finally told me what they did and I went and checked it out when they were done. You know, they put the sprinkler system in there. They, you know, it was a 3,000 square foot home, single family, but they put like four bedrooms in it, the ramps, handicap, wide the doors, the whole thing. I thought that was really cool. 
stay on my radar, but it, but in the back of my mind, but it, you know, was never focused. Then when you started saying that, I immediately thought of, um, uh, did you read um, Tony Robbins' um, Money Mastery book? No, it's sitting on my shelf though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like three quarters through it, well, I do the audio book. Um, yeah. And I have the hard copy, but I didn't make it that far either through the hard copy. Um, but he starts talking so much about the senior living. You know, and about how about everything you just said, the demographics and how it's the hottest thing right now. And mm -hmm. he had an interview with Ray Dalio, um, you know, one of the twenty fifth richest, wealthiest man in the world, who's biggest in, in, in funds, and um, he's all senior. You know, totally. Well, here, here's here's the bigger picture. Like, yes, you can take advantage of that right now, and you're going to be set for a while. Right. But the generation behind them is even bigger than the baby boomers, right? And so it's just going to keep on happening. And yeah. And yeah. with, look at the dynamics and and all of the reports on the the millennials. Yeah, I mean half of them have no interest in buying a house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to represent the biggest population of renters ever in history. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so grab your rentals. And if you don't like to be a landlord, you, you better if you want to be wealthy, you just need to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's going to be the demand far exceeds the supply. Yeah. Dude, it's funny you say this because I've been and I've been talking with my wife. My mind is on larger senior facilities, uh, not facilities, senior living homes, <laughs> but like you know townhomes. So here in Florida, uh -huh. like I, like we have this one road clubhouse drive, and there's like ten of them all over the place. The townhomes right. are cool, mm -hmm. and they're nice. You know, they're cool. That's that. That's really needs to be focused. I think you're right, man. You're kind of re reengaging me on that. <laughs> totally. No, I'm just I'm here. I'm just I'm trying to hold everything. I've, yeah. I've never considered myself a wholesaler. Yeah. Um, I wholesale a lot of property, but I never consider that my business. Right. Um, I'm always looking to hold, 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 and whatever doesn't fit, then I'll go ahead and just flip the paper. Right. right and go, go look for the next one. But um, yeah, man, yeah. that's where I definitely, I definitely need to hold more. That's for sure. Man. For sure. Yep. We all do. Yeah. And uh, I mean, how many deals? Uh, I'm sure you've had deals where you're like that you flipped or wholesale and you go, why did I get rid of that deal? Yeah, I mean, if you if you go to the RIA club and you go and talk to the old salty dog in the room and you ask him if he would have do it all over again, what would he have done differently? He'll say, I wish I would have bought more and sold less. Mm -hmm. Every more. single one of them will say it. Yep. So, yep. you know. And there's that quote on that, right? You just remind me of this one. They say, uh, an old salt would also say, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait, right? Exactly, yeah. That's a Mark Twain quote, for sure. Yeah. And then he, Mark Twain also said, uh, learn from other people's mistakes because you won't be here long enough to make them all on your own. Ah, yeah, <laughs> we are chock full of gold nuggets today. <laughs> anyway, I'm buying, buying, holding, holding everything I possibly can. Yeah, 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 yeah. dude. That's that is. He has another one too, right? It's um, I think it was Mark Twain. Um, I've had a, I've made a million mistakes in my life, um, most of which never actually happened. Oh, I've worried about a million things in my life. Or something. I've worried about a million things in my life. Yeah, most have never happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think he also point, says, uh, "Worrying works. Whatever I worry about doesn't happen." <laughs> right? So, all right, buddy. So, and mindset on everybody. Yep, yep. So, if uh, anyone wanted to get in touch with you, Justin, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, just follow me. Uh, actually, go to justinwilmot.com. Um, just to kind of see what we're all about, and you can see you know what we have available, and you can uh, follow me on my social media platforms there. As far as you go there, Facebook, Instagram, all that. So, Justin, Justin Wilmot. That's W I L M O T, yeah. not Wilmont. Yeah, which I exactly. Have made, I have made that mistake. So sorry, Justin. Yeah, that everybody does. You just assume there's an N in Wilmot, but no. Yeah. No. <laughs> no N in Wilmot. Very good. All right, buddy. So, 
hey, I'll end with those famous last words. Let's do this again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I like it, man. Good people. Okay. There. Awesome. Thanks yep. for having me. Take care. All righty. So that's it for today. God bless. And to your success, I'm Matt Terrio, living Yo. the dream. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.